Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Creative Control with Vish Khanna. Hello, how you doing? Hey, this is a good episode. I'm happy about this one. Lido Pimenta from Toronto, a Colombian-born artist who's been living in Canada for uh, over the last decade or so, in North America over the last decade or so. A uh, very gifted artist, very difficult to classify or categorize. She certainly makes uh, a kind of challenging electronic music. She sings in Spanish. As I found out in our conversation, she's singing about, because I don't have Spanish, I, I'm sorry, um, but I, I need to get it. I should get some Spanish. What is wrong with me? It's the language. It's the language. Okay, I will learn... Before the next episode, I will learn all of the Spanish I can. My point is, Lido is fantastic, hilarious, uncompromising, and I met with her in her, her apartment in Toronto, which is also her recording studio, and just got into her history and uh, her belief system, I guess, on some level. It's great. I'm, I'm very... She's very funny, and uh, we need people like her. I'm smitten with Lido. I hope you are, too. You're going to hear a brand new song called Agua from her yet-to-be-released uh, next album, it's called La Papesa. La Papesa? Spanish. I will learn. I'm sorry, Lido, if you're listening. Anyway, and every, anyone else, really, who's offended. Okay, forget it. I'm saying too much. Me and Lido, new song. Oh, she's playing Hillside. Hillside Inside on February 7th with a Tribe Called Red at Mitchell Hall in St. George's Church, a not-to-be-missed show in Guelph, Ontario. Hillsidefestival.ca for more information. Here, now, Lido and me. Enjoy. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero. For my money, the best pizza you can eat in Guelph, Ontario. A proud, independent family business run by a punk rocker, Trocadero only uses a rich array of fresh ingredients cut by hand and homemade dough made daily, all baked to perfection inside of a stone oven. It's gourmet panzerotti, calzones, wings, salads, garlic bread, breadsticks, and oh man, the pizza. The pizza. Personally, I like the gourmet domateo with goat cheese, artichoke, roasted red pepper, mushrooms. I sub out the turkey breast for eggplant, but that's just me. Wash the whole thing down with a brio. Man, I am getting hungry just talking about this. Call Pizza Trocadero at 519-829-2444. Visit them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph and online... 
at trocaderoguelph.ca. T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O-G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade. Tú tienes la capacidad Hello, hello, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Is this how you write songs? Do you ever do? do you, <laughs> That's you just, exactly how I do it. I think that was a nice greeting for people listening. If they were to hear people just saying hello, 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 it's nice. I feel like we're very welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Alito, uh, thanks for having me in your. What is, is this? Your apartment? Yeah. Okay, so you live here, but we're in essentially a makeshift recording we are studio. In, um, yeah, it, this is the sunroom uh-huh. that we turned into uh, the studio. It's still under construction. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> but it seems nice. What kind of gear do you have in here? Um, well, we have the Oracle, the computer where everything we're recording to, uh-huh. and uh, the Rocket Five speakers, and then we have a beautiful Moog. Then we have a uh, Korg, uh, two Motu sound uh, cards there, um, a bunch of stuff that's in the bags. But my 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 boss VE twenty uh, vocal processor, and then my new baby is a forty five hundred um, uh, multi looper from uh-huh. um, Electronics. It's made in uh, New York. It's really really good. It's essentially it's a mixer. Um, it's like a, my own mixer apart from the mixer that's that PV over there that we use to monitor uh, live. And then this uh, Akai uh, drum pad XR20. And uh, I have a bunch of mics. Uh, yeah, you got that mics one is like, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. One, there's like, there's so many mics. You need a lot of mics. Yeah, I need a lot of mics. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Now, where did you learn to use all of this stuff? How did you learn and where? Um playing with uh Kavesh and Blake which are I don't know eating my food probably right now <laughs> is your collab they're artistic collaborators yeah yeah I mean um uh when I started playing in Toronto when I first got to Toronto I was playing by myself like I had my analog organ which is like handmade made in Italy I don't know, it's like old sound. And then I lug around with with my xylophone and then my mic and my laptop in which I used the, like a program called Reaper. Uh-huh. And then I kind of like had everything there and then I would complement it with like live vocals and playing. And then that's how Kavesh, uh, he went to one of my shows and he was like, we need to play together. And then, and then uh, I, I told him... Uh, well, if you want to play with me, you need to you need to wear a dress. And then he was like, "I'm down." And then that's when I knew that we were meant to be playing together. Now, why did you insist that he wear a dress? Um, it, it, he doesn't have to wear a dress, but like I with with guys and and like dude bands, and I've been playing in so many dude bands, and they're so kind of hetero. Yeah. And I'm kind of I'm really against heteronormative lifestyle, so. Uh, sometimes I like to just, uh, 
just throw stuff like that at people as a filter like if people don't get my my sense of humor i know that we're not gonna get along so that was kind of that i was just like okay you have you want to play with me you gotta wear a dress and he was like awesome yeah what color and i'm like amazing he was down done so that's cool i mean you say you're against a heteronormative uh culture how would you describe your orientation um i think i'm like I don't like labels, sure. but I guess, uh, I don't know, I would say I'm sex positive, queer, okay. queer friendly. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. you mentioned that uh, the, you alluded to the fact that when you first got to Toronto, where did you come from? Uh, London, Ontario. London, Ontario. <laughs> yeah. So you lived in London for... I lived in London for a, for like five years. Oh, okay. And then... Uh, so when did you move to Toronto? Uh, like two years ago. Okay. Yeah. So 20, what year is it? 2014. So that's to carry the two. 2012. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Uh, and how long were you in London before that? Like five years. Five years, right. Sorry, yeah, you said yeah. that. And where were you before London? In Colombia, South oh. America. Whereabouts in Colombia? Barranquilla. Barranquilla. Yeah. That's that's a pretty, that's just a pretty thing to say. Yeah. I enjoyed saying that. Yeah, Barranquilla. Uh, Barranquilla. I've never yeah. said that before. Yeah, it's a really beautiful place. What was your life like in, in Barranquilla? Uh, very creative. I uh, I played in like three different bands. One was like a metal band. The other one was like this hip hop uh, group that we had. And uh, I was also a vocalist for a uh, sexteto, which is um, this style from another, like a, like Cartagena in Bolivar, San Basilio de Palenque, these are kind of these places that are kind of saw me gr- grow up in the North Coast. Oh, okay. And uh, they have kind of this like distinct Afro-Colombian music from the north of Colombia, which, you know, Afro Afro music in Colombia changes or varies depending on where they are located in Colombia. So oh, okay. this specific one is from the North Coast. And uh, I was doing that. I was obsessed with that music because up to that point before i listened to to sexteto i was i only listened to like white people's music like mm. just like european I, I i just thought that you know like if you want to make good music it has to sound like what they're doing in the uk what they're doing in bristol what they're doing in uh in germany you know and but then i i, I kind of listened to this music and then i was just kind of my eyes opened and when I moved to, to Canada, I just kind of started dismissing all... Oh, I can't really say dismiss. I still very much enjoy a lot of the stuff that I used to listen to when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But um, I, you just start kind of discovering all this music that's being done by your peers in South America. There's super refined, sophisticated, mm-hmm. exciting music. And then, uh, and then that was that. Then I started making uh, these songs or songs that I wrote in Colombia and... Realize them with uh, Michael Ramey. He's this musician from the States uh, uh, who I ended up marrying and had a baby with. For real? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, we're not together anymore, but uh, he, he's from from uh, from the States. And uh, we lived together for like, for like almost five years. And then uh, we split. He went back. And then I was kind of like, whoa, I uh, have to... Uh, make it work because yeah. then you know I, you get to a point where you're kind of 
uh, bored of your old songs. Sure. And then, and then I wanted to, I had all this new music that I had. And, you know, the breakup and, like, realizing that. Because, you know, I got married when I was, like, what, 19, 20 or something like that. I'm Wait, 27 now. You're 27 now. Yeah. So, uh, and I was, like, I just came to Canada and I still had this, like, Latin values where, you know, you... You, you go to get a certain age and you have to marry and like if you're 25 and you're, you're not either engaged or married you know you're doomed uh-huh, you know uh-huh. so so you know it's he, cultural pressure yeah totally yeah. so and like when i told my mom i'm gonna get married i'm gonna marry this white guy she was like okay let's find your dress you know oh. she never questioned it once because that's just how we are you know, that's just how we're wired in South America. It's wow. just like you have your kids young, you marry young, you know, like that's what you do. You have your boyfriend, that's it. The love of your life forever and ever. And it's like, I am so young, you know, like, but you don't realize it then until, you know, living in this society, you understand that there are other alternatives. So living here opened your eyes as yeah, to... Yeah, totally, okay. totally. And it's, um, you know, not to say that in Colombia, everybody is super like hetero and like religious or whatever, mm. but, you know... In my family, it's very traditional, like indigenous on my mom's side, you know, everything, you know, there's expectations and it's, it's a, it's not a patriarchy, but it's definitely a matriarchy. Sure. sure. You know, my, so, you know, there's still like an an umbrella power. Yeah. And you're (laughs) like your elders and, you know, like in my family, it's, it's, it's really funny because, you know, they're Catholic. Like, like they believe in the Virgin Mary and da 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 but but they are really they follow everything like their dreams are more important than anything else. So say if my grandmother has a bad dream and I happen to go out that night, I can't go out that night because right. something bad's gonna happen right. to me. So it's just kind of then you start understanding this other spectrum of you know kind of like colonization. And uh, and Christianity that was kind of imposed on a second wave when, like, the Spanish came to invade Colombia. Right. Because the first time, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't, at least in my, my family's community, the Wayu people, they just, they weren't, it, like, they demolished them. They were just like, the oh. Spanish, where you're done, you're through. The second time around, they were able to uh, come in and now... Yeah, it's just like a hot mess. But um, there was resistance and yeah, conflicts. totally. There yeah. was conflict. There was war, um, and they and our people, the Wayu people, they they won. You know, when then a the second time around, because they were able to to conquer most of Colombia, it was impossible not to, you know, not to kind of have to be a part of the like Spanish uh, rule. So, um, so uh, I think what you're saying is that these traditions have been imposed from yeah. generations, really, yeah. of, of yeah. dealing with external forces and, and yeah. grappling with those. Huh. Mm-hmm. And yet you came to the land of the colonizers, yeah, totally. <laughs> if you will, and flipped the script a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I always say, when I actually, when I went to Spain last year, I uh, was playing there, and uh, one of the first things that I said when I grabbed the mic, I was like, oh, hi, I'm from Colombia and I've, and I've come to Colon. I see you with my music. <laughs> and they loved it. They were like, and it, and it was, you know, you remember when the, when the king of Spain shot an elephant? No. You remember that? That I was don't. like big news around the world because the guy, supposedly he's a, like a poster 
person for uh, the protection of animals. Oh. And they went on a safari in Africa and he took his 12-year-old son. What? Yeah, and, and the kid shot his toe or something. Oh, this does sound vaguely familiar now. Wow. <laughs> and the wife, like the, the, the queen, she was like in Greece with like having an affair with some politician there. So it was like a big contro- controversy. So when I was there, they... They loved it because I was like, there's this one song that I have. It's called La Rata. And it's like, quiero matar, quiero matar, quiero matar a la rata, quiero matar. So it's like, I want to kill the rat. I want to kill the rat. But then I I changed the rat to I want to like end the government. And then I want to end with like the elephant, elephant killing king. And when I said that, and I was like, I'm either going to get deported. Or people are gonna love it, <laughs> but they loved it. They stood like a standing ovation. They were oh, just nice. like, "Yeah!" It's like because you know people really, you know, people want to change. People are done with like all that crap. So, well, you're mm. uh, what I've from what I've gathered of your performances and when I listen to your music, you are a provocative artist yeah. and you're trying to challenge people. Yeah, and um, I assume I'm surprised to say this now because I wasn't sure what your story was, but it sounds like. Uh, coming here actually impacted as people in this part of the world mm-hmm. we and you've i'm sure you've experienced this uh on some level but we look when when someone like you emerges out of a scene like toronto mm. we want to get behind it because we feel how can i put this refreshed we feel refreshed <laughs> but we also probably feel a sense of oh this is another culture that we want to support yeah. because we feel it's important and then when you get into that enough, it can maybe become tokenistic. It can become a little totally, complicated. Totally, yeah. I definitely, I don't, I have no intentions of being like your token, like That's Latin girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck that. That's exactly what you I'm know, saying. Like I'm not, you know. And but, I, but this, we, this country, Canada, has mm-hmm. impacted your worldview. So it's a weird, mm-hmm. I, I can see this yeah, being more complicated. Yeah, I have, it's a, definitely, it's a love-hate relationship that I have with Canada, <laughs> which I sometimes call KKK Canada. Like, it's like people, <laughs> some people, like, they, like, stop being the stream. They were like, I went to your show and you said KKK Canada. It was hilarious, <laughs> you know. And some people, Are they white people who say that yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and some people, you know, and some other white people, they're just not thrilled and they're like, I think you're a really good performer, but... Uh, I think you're racist and like uh, okay <laughs> or or the one guy what did he say the other day oh you make me uncomfortable you know like you make me uncomfortable and he's like well I think uh, good that's good right <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you, you mentioned hip-hop you mentioned metal uh, in your background punk rock mm-hmm, everything everything is in you your background it, and all, all of these things are uh, pushing against authority they're anti-authority mm. uh, at the best of times so you have this within you clearly mm. and, yeah. and and how do you how does that mentality or perspective manifest itself in the music you make um it, it just does and it's like music <laughs> just does because of what i write yeah um like i don't really write love songs for example and the the closest to a to a love song that i have is la capacidad which is that one uh, split release that we did with Doom Squad. Yeah. And that song, like, it starts like, uh, like you, uh, you're able to make me smile and cry of happiness. Like, it starts like, oh, I'm so happy that you're in my life. And then, but that doesn't mean that I exist because of you or for you. Right. You know? And then, you know, it, it, you know, I have nothing against love. I have nothing against the ordinary you know, it's nice to have a balance, but 
when uh, the majority of music out there is 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 baby 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 then mm-hmm. you know one must decide you know or you want to go the baby route or you want to go the i am a grown-up living in the world which happens to be fucked up right, right now you know yeah. so that is kind of what what moves me like i'm just not i'm not inspired by by music that has nothing relevant to say you know but it sounds like you in the last example you cited of, of the song on the split uh, seven inch mm. You are trying to subvert that baby, baby, baby mentality. Yeah. A little bit. Like address it, use it, but mm-hmm. then be like, actually, and then, you know, mm-hmm. come up with a different idea. Mm-hmm. So are you, and when I say you're provocative, are you a satirist? Are you something? Are you, yeah, you, I love satire. Yeah. And it's 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 directly inspired in um, the history of, you know, slavery in Colombia, there is a group, or well, there's there's this dance called Son de Negro, in which basically kids um, they paint themselves like completely black, like black kids, and they play they, or brown kids or what have you mm-hmm. that are a part of the the they paint themselves completely black, and they paint their lips uh, red. Some of them wear hats uh, that have flowers on them, or some of them wear um f- uh like flower dresses yeah and the whole dance they're basically like moving really fast and they're making faces like they're making faces of of at people they are they are making fun or they're mocking their like their master their white master there's a a story that says it teaches that in in that same uh, music that they would dress like the boys would dress as the girls yeah. because there was like this um, this recurrent uh, thing that happened was that the masters would come in the middle of the night and rape the girls hmm. that were you know because like the hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Master's house and then, like, like one acre down, they have like the barn where they have all the black people or like their their the help or yeah. their slaves. Yeah. So they would come in the middle of the night and they okay uh, dress girl and then they would can they would stick their hand under the dress and they will oh penis and then they will mock them. So that's where the where the dance comes. So I I'm really into that satire. Yeah. I'm really into that mockery. I'm really into that like oh you think. You think this is what you're getting, but actually this is what's happening. So 
you know, I, I don't like things to be literal. And I, I love poetry. I love uh, second, like double meaning. I love I love uh, challenging people in, in in ways that I like to be challenged. I just think it's just more fun that way. Yeah. No, I can see that. Is there something in your... Because we've talked a little bit about your history and, and moving around. Is there something in your upbringing that uh, informs your analytical questioning nature? Yeah. I mean, how can I say it? Growing up in Colombia, in being not completely indigenous because I'm mixed, mm -hmm. And knowing how I missed out on that. Like, I grew up in the city. I didn't grow up in the desert with my cousins. Some of my cousins, they grew up in the desert. And then when it was time to go to school, you know, they moved to the city. And then they don't want to speak their uh, dialect, which is Wayunaiki. Okay. And I would always question that. Like, but that's so cool that, you know, I always resented that my second language was uh, English because mm. when I was six years old, I went to like a English school that was actually called, it's still, it's still running. It's called Lyndon B. Johnson School. Mm. Hello. And even then, and it's like a private school. They're expensive to go there. So I was a minority. Okay. So, so most of the kids at my school, they were like white Colombians called Stephanie you know, like, you know, right? Like going to school with Stephanie, you know? Trying to assimilate or... So, well, that's just whitewash. how it is. It yeah, like, yeah. and then like, you know, you're really cool if your holidays are spent in Miami. Hmm. You know, Miami, <laughs> you know? But for me, my, my holidays were like, I'm going to go to the desert. I'm going to go to be with nature, you know? That's what I loved. Yeah. But, you know... That's not what's cool. What's cool is going to the States. What's cool is being white. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. there is so much racism in Colombia. And then when you see your siblings and your cousins, you know, feeling lesser because they don't have blue eyes and blonde hair, it's messed up. Like it messes with you, you know? And then, you know, the media, commercials, everything is catered to like this, like white people were like, but if you go to Colombia, it's like white people are the minority, you know? Yeah. But they're still, you can't really call them white because they're, they're from South America, you know? Like you said, people just don't get it. And like, there's this like neo-Nazi groups that are rising. Like it's just so messed up. Yeah. And of course the government, the government, especially when... You know, people in office, they make, so let's say like a doctor, they make like six million pesos. Yeah. You know, a politician makes 24 million pesos. Okay. There is a problem yeah. here. Yeah. And like, uh, if they want to change the laws, well, it's never going to be changed because the people that are making the laws are the ones that are making the more money. Right, right. And if the president wants to change that, you know, there's no way because if he changes it so that it's more fair for the entire country, you know, he loses support. And right. hello, he just wants to be reelected over and over again. Yeah. So when you grow up in that society, when everything is unfair, when you walk down the street by a construction site and you see workers building the country, drinking soup that happens to be made out of a newspaper, that's when you realize 
there's something fucked up happening here. There's newspaper soup? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. I didn't know about this. There's there's kids that, you know, for breakfast, they have something. Panela, it's this it's sugarcane product, you know. Yeah. So they'll have, like, a glass of that and, like, some dry bread. And they have to go to school and oh be good. And, like, some of them are athletes. Some of them, some of these kids are athletes that have represented and won gold medals around the world and they go home to nothing because they're poor yeah. because they're not white Colombians because there's no this like bigger interest in them you know so when you realize that it's just not like for me it's 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 baffling when like other musicians in Colombia that's not their agenda or that's not what they're talk about like yeah. it's just so funny to me when it's just like I love you or like <laughs> they sing about like love, you know, which is great. It's great. You know, love is wonderful, you know, but but I don't know. Like we need to do something about it. And a lot of people with control don't. How do you reconcile all of these thoughts and feelings with the fact that you're based in Toronto and you're playing to predominantly Canadian, uh, you know, America? Well, I don't know where you've played, but <clears throat> you're playing to audiences uh that may not be aware of some of the stuff you're talking about yeah. they may not even be able to comprehend it because no, of I speak how, in spanish. you're speaking in spanish mm-hmm. so how do you reconcile that obviously you're getting something out of it mm. you're expressing yourself and expressing mm. these ideas but what about the idea of actually conveying them to an audience that maybe doesn't understand you because i contextualize i can i am aware that you know, 95% are not going to understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but they're definitely going to feel it. Yeah. And uh, I contextualize. I let them know, this is what's up. This is what we're doing. I'm talking about this. Right. And then uh, our last All Toronto's parties, um, Joe from Mechanical Forest, he... The guy who records the... Yeah, he records everything. Yeah. He's like our archivist hero. He actually recorded the entire music the, for the show the show yeah and he sent me it and i was uh, i was listening to it uh just laughing really because uh he labeled one of the tracks as banter and it was like five minutes of me talking yeah it was cor- i'm like is this what i do because i don't you know when you're on stage you're it's like super planned. excited you don't realize yeah. it you know and yeah. then it's me being like white people use your white privilege and vote let's get harper out of office you know like yeah you know, which is like, if I, you know, you don't really need to know exactly word by word. If you want to, I will happy write me and I will let you know exactly what I say. Yeah. But, you know, the general idea is that, you know, I defend the people that I feel deserve to be um, defended and I want to sing about things that are important and people feel it, you know, and, yeah. uh, and how wonderful it is that, you know, it is actually... I'm starting to, you know, my bigger audience is in South America. It is. It is. Yeah. Like it's my. You biggest, go there and you tour and. Yeah, it's yeah. like my biggest, you know. But I've I've removed myself a little bit from that scene because my last, my last tour, I saw some ugly music industry things uh, that yeah. I wasn't really fond of, like uh, 
like there's a lot of, I have a lot of support from like big name and like major artists you know and uh, people were like starting who? to like who? well like like Julieta Venegas for mm. example she's just like amazing Mexican artist she was one of the first people to listen to what I was doing and really supported me and kind of put me on a bigger wider sphere you now, know is she someone who makes more mainstream music and is gravitating she's towards you? she's super mainstream but uh -huh. she makes good music okay okay she's a good example of what you can do with pop music you mm -hmm. know I I I look up to her, and uh, and there was uh, this newspaper, this really big newspaper in Barranquilla. Actually, they did this really good interview, and then uh, the day that it was supposed to come out, I went to the newsstand to get, and I and I, there's nothing, you know, and I'm like, what happened? And they go, well, we still want to publish it, but we want you to put, uh, I want you to send us pictures of you with the famous people that you know. Oh God. So I said, fuck you, and it never. We never published it because, like, if you really want, just go on Google and uh, you'll see me with her and with like, these other yeah, 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 yeah. people. Like, I, but I don't care. I don't want to be in this newspaper with some. I want people to see me, 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 all about me. You're very selfish. <laughs> Hello, I'm a big deal. <laughs> me, but um. No, you don't want to be. They're just trying to sell papers. Yeah, and, yeah. So yeah. it's just like you know, when you understand that, you know, you can either play their game, yeah, or you do it your way. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that people were because I'm from Barranquilla, Colombia. Colombia is this. Colombia is popping right now with music. It's like the place where you want to go for music. Is that weird for you to have that happening while you're no, here? No, I understand that that's what's up. Like, okay. I, I think it's awesome. I, I, Colombian music is beautiful. People mm. should know about it. Yes, go. My country, the best. But, you know, don't label me as the new representative of new cumbia. It's like, I don't have... Did you, I make electronic music. I call it satanic pop. What do <laughs> I call it? I call it melodramatic intense grooviness like i have like all these crazy names for it because i don't want to be i don't want to be that token latin girl i don't yeah. want to do i don't want to make music that's the music done by the other mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. once you enter this world music territory you become the other this is what i was alluding to earlier yeah. it can be difficult yeah I mean, it's been nice for me to see you and play in guelph and where i live and and play at these kind of Uh, I hope open-minded punk rock festivals in mm. Toronto, and and just see you be accepted for who you are. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's that's a beautiful thing. And and you know, I've 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 been away for a little bit in this in the scene, not completely because I collaborate with lots of people, mm -hmm. but um, I've been taking my time to develop my new sound, to shoot the new video. So when I come back, there's I am assuring to the people that love me and the new audiences that, you know, you can't really put me in this uh, cumbia world music sure. stuff. Like, it's just not it, you know? So sometimes you just have to just step back and let other people do their thing. And now now I'm ready to show the, the new stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Uh, the, the new record that you're working on is called La, P La Papessa? Yep. Yeah. And what is the status of it? Where are we at with it? I don't know, 80%. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And so, but you don't know when it's coming out? No, I but mean, you, we, you don't even know when it's going to be done. We, uh, well, we have our own deadline. We set a deadline for uh, end, the end of February, and then we can start sending it to labels and stuff. Uh -huh. But, like, there's, like, two videos in production. Um, uh, like, art's been made. Like, stuff, it's moving. Oh, okay, okay. Everything is moving. Yeah. You know, I just don't. I learned the hard way that you sometimes need to take your time. Right. So, 
Okay. Uh, if we were to hear a song, mm-hmm. a new song, maybe maybe on on the show right now, could you tell? Could you pick a song for us? Yeah. Which song? Which song would it be? That defines the album? No, no, no. Just something to hear from the new record. I mean, I know you're working in progress, and mm-hmm. uh, I know you sent me a, a, a track, mm-hmm. and I'm just curious. I want to play people a song right now because I, I want them to get a sense of what we've been talking about. Um, is that permissible? Are we allowed to do yeah, that? Yeah, totally. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah. Which song can it be? I mean, La Capacidad, people can hear it online. Maybe Agua, that Agua? one that I sent you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's the deal? Agua means water, doesn't it? Agua means water. Yeah. Yes. So why? what's the deal? The song is this little poem that I wrote, and the direct translation is, the ha- like, your mother's hair is caressing your face, and your father's hair... Uh, your father's hair left in the morning. Little paper, little paper bird, I know you're thirsty. You want water, but I won't give it to you. Little bird, you want water, I won't give it to you. You're thirsty, you're thirsty. Water, 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 water. That's what I'm saying. The song is about single mothers that stay with their kids and raise them despite, you know, issues with baby daddy or whatever happened with baby daddy does this resonate for you yeah everything 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 is you know I, I write honest songs i don't write about stuff that i have no idea what that feels like is your child five no you he's said... gonna be six in february and he's here he's in school right he's in now. school oh, sorry yeah. he's in Toronto. okay yeah yeah so I but see. also the water thing you know the idea of mother you know, mother for me, it's not just me as a mother or my friends as mothers or your mother as, a, as your mother. Yeah. Mother as Mother Earth and resources. Yeah. And how, you know, Canada is my new home, so I see Canada as my new mother. I see. You know, and then Harper and his government have been doing really dirty business in Colombia and is destroying the water in Colombia. Oh, wow. The way that I see resources, the way that I see mountains, the way that I see the clouds, I see it all as a family. So all the mountains in the world are cousins. The water is one. So the same water that travels in Canada is the same water that ends up down there, and it, it goes around and around. So the little birds would be us. You know, we're thirsty. We're thirsty. We want and we want and we want. But at some point, Mother Earth has to say, no, yeah. I'm not going to give you water. So, you know, that's that's what it is. So It's a song about a kind of reckoning. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Lido, it's amazing to speak to you. I Thank mean, we you haven't so had, much. We haven't had a real conversation at all. I yeah. think we've seen each other in <laughs> passing. Hi. And <laughs> it's nice to talk to you. And I got to say, this was uh, amazing. I'm Thank glad, you so much. Glad to learn so much about you. Yeah. Awesome.
Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.